Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings only on liferadio.fm. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show as we head into the weekend i I thought i'd throw that out there you know last week coming back from the beach you know and i did thursday morning in a blur yes and i I wasn't able to get that real benefit of hey man we're on the mark and mac work week Mm -hmm. so by thursday at what about about 9 a.m that's when it starts to feel like the weekend yes and then we kind of mail in the Friday show, and then, oh, you know how that is. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah, you're right. Uh, when I see iceberg wall collapse, I think mm. of the Titanic for some reason. Mm. And <laughs> when I saw this story, I thought, oh, wow, wait a minute. An <laughs> iceberg wall collapsed, and it had to do with the Titanic. It did, yeah. Three guests were injured when an iceberg wall collapsed at the Titanic Museum attraction in Pigeon Forge earlier Mark, this week. Yes? Can you imagine going to work? Okay, you're one of the, uh, boy, I hope they're not dead. I didn't see this. No, 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 no. Okay, imagine you go to work. You had to take a day off because you got injured in a Titanic iceberg accident. (laughs) Try to sell that one to the boss. Can you imagine? No, seriously. Yeah. Okay, so, Mark, what did you do? (laughs) Titanic, iceberg, Uh Uh, uh-huh. Where were you, in Tennessee, Mark? Where did this happen? (laughs) You weren't in the North Sea, I know that. Yeah, well, all three of these guests were taken to the hospital and the extent of their injuries, eh, we don't really know right now, but. The attraction was closed after the incident happened. It, it reopened again on Tuesday. Yeah, they opened it back up. Um, uh, they say, um, the owners, they say, um, needless to say, we never would have expected an incident like this to occur as the safety of our guests and team members is always top of mind. Isn't yeah, that what, what they the always... Titanic, they that's what White Line said, too, to everybody that was on there. Everybody that sued. Hey, man. You know, wow. Uh, they go on to say, we take pride in the quality of our maintenance and we have and have measures in place to ensure that the appropriate safety guidelines are upheld. Our thoughts and prayers are with those who were injured as well as their you know family and friends. Basic stuff actually yeah. the legal department wrote all that for us. yes they yes, did they did and yeah. again they pulled up the original white line thing yeah. know, white, white star line, whatever it was white star <laughs> and they just went okay here issue this memo talk about lazy <laughs> you know I'm, i wonder if they bothered to change it's 90 years ago did they actually change the 1900 from this thing is what i want to know <laughs> good grief i've been yeah. on that yeah i've been on these tours we went to mm. one in atlanta i think yeah. And oh, I don't think I know we went to one in Atlanta. I mm. think Hannah and Haley have been to the one up in Pigeon Forge. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, Jane, so I yeah, Jane and I went to one uh, in Birmingham. I think it was at the McWayne Center for a while. Right. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's a cool exhibit where they let you actually, you know, touch the ice thing. You know, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and you get to put your hand in that freezing water, the same yeah. temperature it would have been at that time. Yeah. Right. And, and that always, it shocks me, you know, yeah. I'm thinking Jack Rose, Jack Rose. I couldn't have blown the whistle either, you know. <laughs> Get off there! Why are you on this door? Come on, there's room for both of us. How could she not balance? That's the one thing I can't figure out. <laughs> oh gosh, there have been so many. I remember after that movie, there were so many people who said he could have gotten on that door. Yeah, and and, and then so many people saying, "No, there's no way he could have. He tried. You watched it. Tried. Yeah. He tried." And then and then they actually did studies. I think there was even yeah. an episode of MythBusters where they oh, looked into it. <laughs> the one that came out though, if you remember coming out of that movie, it was. The woman holding the baby. That's what everybody remembers. Mm. Is in the you know that she's there, it's floating there in the. Oh know. yeah. And I remember telling because uh, Ladonna was crying and we we're leaving. I said, you know, and when we went to see it, Hannah was a baby. Okay, oh, we actually oh. took a nursing baby with us to see Titanic in the theaters. That was you. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was the one that. <laughs> I kept telling her, "Look, man, I'm not kidding you. This nighttime stuff works during the day. Just." <laughs> 
She'll sleep. We'll be fine. You know, I'm kidding. We didn't do that. She was breastfeeding. No, she was quiet the whole way through it. You know, yeah. I think she got into it. But, mm. but of course, when LaDonna sees the woman holding yeah. her, you know, yeah. infant, my gosh, that just, that broke her down. I had to make some jokes because you know me. Yes. And of course, she's still, I'm still paying for that, actually, all these years later. All these years later, I'm still paying for that. Drag. It's not me. It's James Cameron. He drove me to the yes. edge. He's the, you know what? How many times? There's a drinking game. Every time they say oh, Jack God. or Rose, you have to take a drink. Oh, my. That's what Hannah and I went to America. That You know what used to be Vision Land? I don't know yes. what it's called this mm-hmm. week. Yeah. We went to Vision and, and they had a tube ride. And I'm not kidding. Hannah was, what, seven or eight years old? Mm-hmm. And we go on that thing. And as we're going down, she starts screaming, Jack, Jack. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and because every life deserves what do we call it every story should have a soundtrack that's what it is <laughs> including <Wow>. yours <laughs> man and every body breathing should have a brain that works man talk about checking out mark i'm not kidding i'm sitting here looking at this babylon b story and i mean my brain went ooh. say we just shiny. we have to get business cards so you can set one up <laughs> the squirrel <laughs> you know that's what, uh. it's like johnny fever's cup oh where am i oh yeah yeah really <laughs> and name, and and name. name. That's, the, yes. yeah, that's the key uh-huh. <laughs> My goodness. All right. So uh, Biden's eight-part plan to improve his falling poll numbers. Story of the survey says. (laughs) From our friends at the Babylon Bee, Biden's poll numbers are dropping and the White House is scrambling for ways to get his approval rating up. The Babylon Bee's top secret anonymous source inside the White House, codenamed Ben Pajaki, has just leaked us Biden's eight-part plan for winning over the American people once again. And here it is. Number one. Start sniffing women's hair again. For some reason, his poll numbers were a little bit better when he was doing that. Worth a shot. Mm. <laughs> Number two, launch Kamala Harris into the sun. <laughs> People really, really seem to like this idea for some reason. <laughs> Number three, invade something. Invading another country is always good for a 10-point jump. Maybe we can invade Canada. They've always had it coming. Number four, wow. go back to his roots by hiding in a basement for another six months. Biden was never more popular than when he spent an entire year in a basement, and the then he received a record number of votes. Who can argue with that kind of popularity? <laughs> wow. Number number five, launch Kamala Harris into the sun. Wait, did we say that one already? Hmm. Yes. Uh, number six, get a spray tan and wear an orange wig, imitating the greatest, smartest, most popular president of all time. Winning move. Hey, man, look at Ohio. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. What? Look at Ohio. Oh, quick, a quick sidebar, Mark. All right. In Ohio, uh, there were two, you know, really leftist progressives, okay? They were yeah. running for office and um, in, in the uh, primary. And there were a, a couple, they were running against a couple of people who had been very supportive of Trump. And so, you know, Trump did make a few appearances, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, the Trump guys won. Yeah. Well, what was so funny yesterday one of the Democrats claimed that she lost because of the evil devil money that came in for the other candidates, right? But you know what? I saw that. She raised more money than anybody. Uh-huh. She, the, she raised more money and blamed money on why she lost mm-hmm. because they had money. Yeah. That's the crazy, you know, that's where you just think some people that cannot pass basic math need to go away. They should not. We ought to have a test before you can run for office. Or actually, we should have a test before you vote. 
Wow. Oh, wait a minute. We did that. That didn't work out well. I take all that back. That's not what I'm suggesting. I am not. Su- <laughs> wow. No matter what you Easy. say. It's, well, Mark, no matter where you go down this whole rabbit hole, it's no, bad. But you know what? Is. Everybody has the same right to vote. And if the Democrats have their way, all these illegals with COVID coming across yeah. the border are also going to have the right to vote. And they're going to vote for retards that would say, I raised more money than anybody else and lost because my the, my opponent raised some money. Mm-hmm. Not half of what I raised, but he beat me with his bad money because uh, mine was good money. Okay, breathe. We're in a ridiculous world. Breathe. Take it no. easy. No. You know what, Mark? You know what I am? I'm in that movie, the cartoon movie where everybody's in this little girl's brain, and I'm the mad guy who's flaming like... You know, oh, that's yeah. what I am. Oh, yeah. yeah. Inside out. Yes. Yes. That's me. I am now inside <laughs> out. With anger. The, You're the anger. You're fire. Yes. That's it. All the time. I'm looking for the button to hit. Where's the button? Where's the button? <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. You know, Mark, Facebook is good for a couple things, yep. but one in particular is uh, birthdays and anniversaries mm. of our spouse. You, got, <laughs> you and Jade have been married 100 years. Have right, you ever yeah. forgotten either her birthday or your uh, wedding anniversary? Oh, uh, yeah, of course I have. Yeah, Really? Just, yeah, I have. It's just, oh. I, it, I have. I, I just got to fess up. I have. Of course, <laughs> both of them. The, the anniversary... Okay, no, because we we plotted that plotted it out so the wedding was pretty close to Valentine's Day. It's February eleventh, yeah. right? So yeah. we picked a Saturday that year. That Saturday was right. close to Valentine's Day, so okay. that's that's that one. Yeah. But the the birthday, yeah. um, the birthday is just one of those things. It's just like it has slipped my mind, but I I it's it's kind of like uh, I had better not ever forget that again. So I don't, yeah. you know? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's what Facebook is helpful. You know, yes, Cause if you're, uh, if your spouse is friends with you on there, you get the reminder, Hey, you know, <laughs> oh, good. I need to go check that one out, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, I made the mistake of telling her one time, you know, I said, you, you realize your birthday is the, uh, you know, atomic age anniversary. It's when we dropped the first bomb on Hiroshima <laughs> and oh, like, what? That's how you think of me, the bomb. <laughs> well, no, it's how I remember it. But yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> fat man, a little boy. Come on. Like, anyway, wait a minute. You think I'm fat? Wait a minute. No, this yeah, is what I remind go. you of. See, this Dude. is a no-win slope. Yep. You're sliding it, down it. You can't win. Don't go. I'm there. on the Kobayashi Maru that's every year, exactly and I can never. Right. But that's the birthday, the anniversary. I forget all the time. I'm a. I do. It's like I got busted one year because my dad called. You know. And said, hey, just want to call and tell you happy anniversary. I'm like, oops, yeah, God, you know. And I said, hey, man, I'm going to have to call you back. And I took off. Well, this is back in the day when you still had a phone in your house. Yeah, and yeah. you could do that star six, seven, star six, nine or star six, whatever it was. Right, where you find yeah. out who called last before yes. caller ID on every phone. And so that's what LaDonna did. She, she knew because I, I answered the phone. I take off. What, who was that that called? So she, you know, she's checking it out and it's my dad. And so I get back, you know, and she's, I'm so cold busted. I'm like, well, baby, I, I had a plan. I mean, it wasn't like I, I, you know, I had a plan for weeks. Mm-hmm. It's just, I thought, you know, I got confused on the days. That's all it was. That's fine. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She's like, Dave, a plan is not the Dixie Mart, you know, mm-hmm. and the little plastic mm-hmm. flowers they sell at the convenience store counter, <laughs> but it's got a pen too. It's a pen attached to that flower. You see it. So you can write and see the flower and know how much I love you because that's what that's what a plastic rose means, right? Oh uh, well, my Thing love is, they, is everlasting and will never wilt. I got a rose bush outside. What I'm going to do is get the toilet paper, wrap it up, and take off as many thorns as I can find. Here you go, baby. <laughs> Happy birthday, anniversary, whatever it is. Here you go. That's a COVID safe rose. <laughs> 
liferadio.fm, The Mark and Mac Show. And Mark, I got to tell you, I mean, can't believe I just now thought of this. Yesterday, I was out doing a number of different things and talking to some different folks as we're expanding Life Radio. And I ended up, I was showing somebody how easy the, the app works, okay? Mm, yeah. And it was an engineer I was talking to, and I said, he, he has a, a number of stations that he works with, and he has one that he actually has a streaming app. And uh, or yeah, a streaming thing on his uh, website, right? And I looked at it, and I'm like, okay, I, I would have thought, okay, because he is this guy's top notch, okay? Oh yeah. And and I looked at what he had, and he was like, you need to talk to me about. It. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> Mark did a much better job. <laughs> and so I was showing him, I'm like, look, just go to our download our app, do it while we're on the phone, download the app, and now go to it. And I mean, it took like that long, okay, right, during yeah. this. And he does it. He's like, how did you guys do that? I'm like, you know what? I'm not the brains of the organization <laughs> that I'll put you in touch with him, but it's going to cost you yeah. because you're the engineer. You ought to know how to do this. But anyway, it was I just kind of funny I know who you're talking about. This guy, yeah. he built our digital studio for us. He's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. And uh, anyway, it was just kind of funny. We had a, a great talk about, um, the, the rights fees and things like that mm. and how all of this goes uh, in radio now. And yeah. anyway, it was kind of interesting, but, uh, that's where I will tell you that, you know, when you're showing your app and things like that to others, uh, if you don't have it, download it. Just download the app, and you'll understand what I'm talking about, whether yeah. you're an, a Mac person or PC. doesn't matter. Download the appropriate app for your toys, and there you go. Yep. I almost said tools, but <laughs> I don't know if I still consider my phone a tool or a toy yet. because yeah, It's a bit of if, both, I think. If we didn't, if it didn't have a phone on it, you know, <laughs> I would really like it. Would be a, it would if it didn't have a phone on it, it would be a toy. Oh, right. I, well, that in the calendar and things like that. Yeah, it would be a toy. Yeah, because you're watching, you're watching videos, playing games, right. things like that. Yeah, it'd be, yeah, it would just be a toy. Dude, I yeah. got a 65 inch whatever TV in my living room, right? I mean, that's <laughs> yes. the, I, yeah. I don't have. You know, you know me. I don't buy a lot of stuff from me, but the one thing mm -hmm. I have always had, yeah, I've always had a big TV. Yeah, I don't too. know why. Okay, yeah. it's just a guy thing, I guess. Yeah, but it's kind of like you know when you're the dad and you have nothing because your kids get everything, <laughs> and you realize I can't have a man cave. When my friends talk about having a man cave, I'm like, well, you, you realize that I haven't had a drink, you know, in yeah. however yeah. many years, and, right. and it's like that's what a man cave is, so you can hide your stash of beer from uh, the rest of your yeah. family and your kids, yeah. and you invite dudes over to hang out and watch sports in your man cave. Yeah, I have no problem with that. It just isn't something I can do. So I've avoided the man cave. <laughs> you have, so a man, living you have a man wall. <laughs> yes, that's mine. And daggone it, when I get up in the morning, I get up before everybody. That's the other part. How is it that you pay for everything, but you have to get up an hour before everybody so you can watch TV for an hour? You know, I have to plan it. So I can't. And the one thing I've asked, just make sure the last person that turns off the TV with the remote puts it where I can find it. Right. You know? Ah! No, they don't. No. No, they'll unplug it. They will not bother. I'm like, you were watching the <laughs> TV. Awesome. You had the remote. You changed the channel. Uh -huh. And now I can't find it. Well, I couldn't find it when I was going to bed, so I just unplugged it. <laughs> but you had it. You were the last. How is it that you can just walk away? I know I'm not the only dude that deals with this. And so I download a remote app on my phone. I don't right. tell anybody, right. you know, because I don't want them to think, well, I don't have to worry about it. Because I would prefer to use the remote that came with my TV. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize for losing it this morning, but Mark, it's okay. It's just letting you know that I don't have much, but that's the one thing I do have, daggone it. You know, I got the big TV yeah. and I want to watch it when I want to watch it and yeah. I can't. I'm the same way. I've got yeah. the, the 70 inch 
hanging on the wall and I'm, you know, I, I, I remember telling somebody once, yeah, I got this 70 inch and they looked at me and said, whoa, 70 inches. I said, Hey, it was just a few dollars more than the next one down. Yep. I went for the 70, right? It really wasn't that much more. Now the next step up, you can get eighties. You can get all kinds, you know, you can get big TVs. Mark, you step I up from there. I know, you know this. <laughs> I looked at an 85 inch uh-huh. and I just the other day and I told LaDonna, I said, Hey, um, as soon as we get the QX 56 <laughs> yeah, out of the, the transmission shop, off, yeah. yeah, because this thing won't go in the back of the little Jeep, you know, I need the big, I need my big vehicle to carry this home. That's right. And she was like, Dave, she goes, I, you buy what you want. If that's what you want, go ahead. And I said, but why, why is it like a question mark at the end? She goes, okay, well, how many times do you end up watching something on your phone sitting in the living room? Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? She's right. I've got a huge TV on the wall, but it's got some crazy YouTube video playing or yeah. some child cartoon or whatever. And, you know, when I you know have, all yeah. the characters on these educational children's TV shows. Yes. And, yeah. It's like, okay, that one's got the hearing aid. This <laughs> one's got the crutches. When you're recommending, one, you're telling me yeah. about cartoon shows. This one's really good. Oh, and yeah. This is coming from you? Yeah. There you go. It's like. I start watching Russian, you know, cartoons <laughs> just because they have a lot of great sound effects, you know. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Max show and a beautimous day in the neighborhood, mainly because, well, yes, we still do this for a living. So. <laughs> you ever feel like it's a big dodge? Um, only when you talk about it. <laughs> See, I don't know why it, it doesn't bother me. It's just, it really has come to a, I, I used to think Mark, what we did had, you know, I don't know that it was work, I guess. Cause I had to convince everybody it was work. Mm-hmm. And, but all the while I thought, Ben, this is so dishonest. And then somebody said, well, you know, Dave, if what you do for a living is what you would do as a hobby, if you, you know, you would mm-hmm. do it if you didn't get paid. Yeah. And I was like, well, you ever see radio salaries? I mean, it's pretty close. I mean, when when the janitor in the building makes more than the talent, you know, well, there you go. I mean, I remember talking to him about financial advice one time, you know, so, yeah, I mean, kind of get it, but. Oddly enough, decided. now that guy's got the house on the lake, the boat, the RV, the all the other stuff. He's retired traveling the country. And what are we doing? We had a lot of fun, though. Back in the day, we did. It was so funny. LaDonna and I got talking about that the other day. When we went on vacation last week, The you know, it was, we, we were there, and at one point she said, you know, it's so weird for you to be on vacation and not have to work. Because even when we would do vacation, we would be on the air. Mm-hmm. Because it was a way to, you know, yeah. it was usually some kind of promotional thing. Right, That's why yeah. we did everything. Yeah. And it's like. Like the okay, I know a lot of folks go to concerts and things like that, and it's wonderful. It's entertaining. They're fun, but when you're used to doing it from mm-hmm. a different area, you know, when you're yeah. used to, you know, it's just not the same thing. You it to isn't. sit out in front with everybody again. Yeah. Um, and I've only done that a couple times because I've been doing radio since I was 14 years old. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't been out there, and I'm thinking this like. You get to see an artist up close and personal, <laughs> yeah. and you realize, you know, they're gonna, they're they're all, uh, especially if they're really good people, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. And you realize they're gonna go out on stage and they have a real purpose, mm-hmm. and it's like it, there's just a different feeling of it. That's all. And, and people people come to you when you're in the radio business and say, "Oh man, I'd love to be able to go backstage. I'd love to be able to be in the wings oh, yeah. and watch it all go on. I'd love to be." No. And you look at them and say, "Are you kidding? You have better yep. seats than we do." Yep. I mean, exactly. That's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, it's like you actually the sound is not designed to make no! the people in the back feel good. It's no. to make you guys, you know, and that. But you know, I still remember, and I know you do too. Of 
especially like Mark Hall in particular comes to mind when uh, Mark and had we'd had a concert with him and uh, casting crowns at uh, Boutwell in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our friends wanted to meet the band. And it was one of those things where they're on a tight schedule. You don't want, you know, doing the grip and grin and picture thing. That's, I know it might be the only time you're up close with an artist or whatever, and, mm -hmm. and it might be important, but it's not that important because they're actually getting in a different zone. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you know how to leave them alone. Yeah. Um, now some, some artists backstage they're goofing around as they go on stage third yeah. day comes to mind yes um others michael w smith no 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 yeah um the 30 minutes before he's ever going to get near the stage right he's having quiet time by yep. himself don't mess with it locked away in a and, dressing room you can't get yeah to or him. walking yeah. i remember at bjcc he was walking around backstage oh yeah, yeah. and and ran into him as like i didn't want to i didn't want to be rude but didn't yeah. want to intrude yeah. Yeah. Um, I bumped into then, I bumped into Michael Tate that way backstage one time. Yeah, he's walking around in the dark back behind the back the back back curtain behind everything, and I'm going from one side of the stage to the other. And oh, oh, I'm sorry. And he's back there just pacing around, getting his head together, you know, wow. so to speak. Yeah. yeah, and that's where with casting crowns. And I I remember uh, a lot of friends are saying, "Well, can you get me backstage?" And I was like, you know, no, I really can't. <laughs> no, you know, I, I'm not going yeah. to. And it's not being rude, but yeah. um, but anyway. You know, they had a sold-out show, and it was huge and great and all that. Well, a couple of weeks later, uh, Mark was on his way back from Nashville, mm. and he was driving down I-65, and he calls me as he gets outside of Huntsville, and he said, hey, man, what are you guys doing? And I told him, he was like, he wanted to grab something to eat yeah. um, in Birmingham. And I said, well, we're going to be, we, we were actually at Lifeway on off of Lakeshore in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. And um, I said, well, actually, we got this thing at uh, Lifeway, and uh, Big Daddy Weave is going to play. And it's an in-store thing, you know. And that was kind of the end of it until later on that afternoon, I turn around about an hour and a half later and I see Mark Hall <laughs> standing in the back Yeah, and he just came by to say, hello, he'd been listening to the station. So I went back, you know, big daddy, we was playing and I said, man, good to see. You. And now again, two weeks earlier, people are clamoring to get his autograph, you know, yeah. at the Boutwell. Yeah. And, uh, I said, Hey, I'm sure the guys would not mind, you know, can we introduce you? He said, no. This is not about me. I'm not here. I'm here yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah. I just want to be here to support these. And it was like, yeah. In that moment, I thought this guy is so in the moment mm -hmm. of who he is and what he is. And I'm like, that's yeah, why. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It was just. This is not. You know, most artists. And granted, it's not this. It's not the same in Christian music as it is elsewhere. Because for the most part, Christian artists in quotes are ministers. And they see it as a ministry. It exactly, might be a music yeah. ministry, but yeah. they see it that way. And yeah. and that's how Mark and the guys with Casting yeah. Crowns have always been. Mercy Me is the same way. You know, you were talking about... Same thing the, with Big Daddy Weave, by the true. way. True, yeah, that's true. Uh, you're talking about... We were talking about not the best seats in the house. I mean, you, yeah. if you're out front, pretty much anywhere in the venue out front, you're in, you're in a much better place than you are if you're in the right. wings or backstage. And when I used to work uh, uh, the... the uh, music festival atlanta fest every summer i did it like for three years in the heat for a solid week out there taking pictures shooting video making sure everything on the on the uh jumbotrons was right and things like that um i overheard the the chatter about how this festival this other festival in another city had a great idea where they sold a premium package where you could actually sit on the side on one side of the stage you they had a set of seats that they put on the mm -hmm. stage they actually built like a like a balcony mm -hmm. above uh, above the wings on one side and they lined it with chairs and you could buy seats and sit there and i thought 
with all the years I've been doing this, you know, crawling around backstage, taking pictures and, and, mm-hmm. and doing the radio thing and stuff like that. I thought you're going to sell the worst seats in the right. house yeah. for a premium. Be a neat novelty though. <laughs> yeah, you it know? would. It if would. you've never seen it and yeah. you wanted to see, cause if you could see what goes on backstage and yeah, but you're not going to get a good view. No, no. The, the view is pretty bad. Even if they set up a, set, a separate sound system, they've got speakers just for you. You know, right? You're still the. You're not going to see the what everybody in the crowd sees. You're going to. It's really going to be weird. Mm-hmm. You'll do it once. Yes, <laughs> once. <laughs> and you go. I paid what? Oh man. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mag show cruising along singing a song which one is it that's the big question (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm like the world's worst for getting an earworm and uh, mark likes to man mark twists that screw so hard some days i do yeah i do i'm not right a little evil side to you man you really do you got a little thing in there it's like (laughs) you know what i was hearing yesterday what g i double l i G-I-N-G-A-N spells Gilligan. Bless your heart. Yeah, man. I know. And it just ah, messed with me. But the thing mm-hmm. is, this next story, 450,000 bees. Mm-hmm. The, right there, you stop. Okay. <laughs> 450,000 bees. Now, I'm going to ask you, Mark, who counted them? How, how many of them got counted twice? 450,000. How do you know? They all I look mean, alike. How do you know? <laughs> you're going to, you're, you're looking at them. You're going, okay, one, two, three. 368 dang nabbit one <laughs> they're moving two, three. yeah there you go i mean they're not sitting still i you told you up. guys line up see and there you go but right, anyway yeah. so four hundred fifty thousand bees mm-hmm. a couple who recently purchased a pennsylvania farmhouse said they had to pay twelve thousand dollars to have four hundred and fifty thousand bees, bees! bees! <laughs> pay 12 grand to have 450,000 bees removed from inside the walls of their home. Sarah Weaver said she and her husband bought the 1872 farmhouse in Skipack without conducting an inspection because they'd been searching for a home in that area and wanted to move quickly when they saw the house was on the market. Weaver said they bought the house in the winter, so the bees weren't active at that time. On the seller's disclosure, it said bees in wall. And that was it. And I think because one, we didn't see them, and two, we were just so floored, we actually found a land, found land in this school district that was within our price range. I didn't really ask any questions about those bees. I didn't think it'd be a big issue. It didn't even cross my mind. But when spring arrived, that's when we started to see them. The Weavers hired Alan Latanzi. He's a general contractor and professional beekeeper to come get rid of their the bugs in the walls. He. Latanzi said he'd been to the house about four years before, but the previous homeowner decided eh, she couldn't afford the cost of removal and just decided to leave the bees where they were. The beekeeper said he removed an estimated 450,000 bees, three colonies of bees from the walls in the home. He said the bees appear to have been living inside that house for about 35 years. 
Wow. Yeah. So we- really, who has the upper hand on that one? You know, <laughs> you go to court over this, the bees versus the Joneses, who's going to win? The bees win on squatters' rights, you yeah. know? You think so? <laughs> That's $37.50 a piece to get them removed. Woo! That's a pretty expensive bees, man. I, had to do that. I didn't do that in my head. I mean, I use a calculator, you know. But <laughs> wow, that's amazing. $37.50. Yeah. Yikes. $400. We had bees one time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary. Uh-huh. The thing is that I, I, I remember hearing it, you know, that little rumble. Mm-hmm. And I, I just will never forget. I got Mimi, had I'd picked her up for something, brought her to the house. And I said, do you hear that? What is that sound? You've been here your whole life, you know? Mm-hmm. And she goes, Dave, that's bees. I'm like, what? Bees? Like mm-hmm. bees? Mm-hmm. You know, she goes, yeah, they're somewhere. And we start looking. She goes, they, they can be on a house. And, you know, she was explaining all this to me. And I'm like. I couldn't quite guess bees, you know, making that noise. Right. And saw them down there, looked, and they were down around the downstairs part of the house um, by a window. And it was like out of a movie. And, man, you know, there, you know, you, you don't just walk down there and start spraying them with something, man. No. And, oh, I can't imagine a half million bees who've been there for 35 years. You know, there's going to be a couple of fat ones in recliners going, get them, guys. <laughs> get them, boys. <laughs> liferadio.fm mark and mag show and great to have you with us today mark and i were talking about the bee thing yeah. during the music because that still has me are you are you creeped out or weirded out or scared of bees like that mark i'm not a big fan of any flying insect yeah. that stings i got into okay. a, a yeah. um a yellow jacket nest once when i was a kid i got stung over 120 times wow yeah, yeah. so i have a healthy respect for them i don't like them yeah, yeah. well see that's a, a couple of weeks ago out in the pool house i got stung um Mm. and what's bad is i was trying to get a ladder out and i didn't see the net i didn't see you know those actually wasp you know or whatever yeah Yeah. and thing nailed me oh and and i was wearing a shirt and went right through the shirt and i didn't think much of it you know because i have i've been stung you know and i was attacked i had a problem years ago but I didn't think much of it until I started really not feeling good, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I was, the thing is, I was trying to man up because it was in front of Braylon. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. got your grandson. I didn't want to scare him. Right. I yeah. wanted him to have a healthy respect. Right. But, you know, and I, I didn't know that as we age, things change. <laughs> so that a bee sting or a wasp <laughs> or whatever that didn't bother you that much years ago right. might bother you more now. Yeah. And so... You know, and the other part, of course, is you're on your phone or computer trying to find, you know, you're looking for, what do I do for this? And mm-hmm. it's like you have all these wives' tales about, you know, everything from, you know, rub a booger on it or something. It works, you know, that kind of thing. Or even uh, like, if you go to some place like WebMD, that's frightening, yeah. you know? Oh, my goodness. I was just, you know, I'm going to be honest, man. I actually thought, hey, LaDonna, Hannah, they all saw me get stung. It's At that time, it was middle of the afternoon, you know? And I was like. Dude, how can I milk this into watching a movie or two? Just oh, I don't feel good. I, I started looking at symptoms. You know, how can I really make this work for me? You know, <laughs> I think on day two or three of the, uh, you know, I think that's when they finally caught on that maybe I wasn't hurt as bad as I said. But, you know, <laughs> anyway, I, you know, the thing is, so after that, I had to go the ladder. I'd, I'd move the ladder outside and kind of said, "Don't go in there. And I'll figure out where it is." So I go mm. back in. To look fine so I can get rid of the net, you know, the, the home of these guys. Right. And I, I didn't find anything in there. Uh-oh. So I go to move the ladder back in. I thought, well, I guess I scared them all away or something. Mm. 
and I move the ladder, and it, like I said, it's been outside now for two days. Yeah. And I go to move it, and I there's a about six or seven hornet. They, they they're swarming all around. I'm running, dropping the ladder again. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> so I grab the spray and go back and find out there are two of these on the ladder on the underside where I couldn't see it. So it's like, oh my goodness, man. Yeah. <laughs> Put your blinders on. What an idiot. You oh, know? my goodness. I should have got stung. That's the thing. I actually deserve. As a matter of fact, now in my sleep, I actually dream I'm getting stung. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, no. There you go. <laughs> What's worse? But now the thing is what I did find out while bees, I think it's bees, and I could be wrong, Mark, correct me, but bees, when they sting you, they lose their little stinger and they're right. dead, right? Yeah, they, this they, is they, kamikaze yeah. time. Right. They will okay. die. Yeah. Well wasps don't No, they sting you but their stays attached and uh -huh. they can you can get more you know that's right one, one guy can wear you out mm -hmm. so who's braver the bee or the wasp Ooh, the bee who stings you to protect the queen mm -hmm. knowing he's going to die knowing he is the cia secret or no secret service agent you know yeah. would you be willing to take one for the team here wow and the wasp who says nope i got more i got lots more come mm. on buddy Come on, fat boy. Let's play. You're in my world now. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Max show, and it it really is fun to do this, and we appreciate y'all listening. We do ask that you tell somebody. Um, Share. Just say, yeah, listening to, you know, and, you know on social media. Oh, I, there are so many different social media outlets right now. I wish we had like, just go to the Mark and Mac app, you know, that sends it out everywhere, you know, it's like, but anyway, we just appreciate it. Just put liferadio.fm listening to the Mark and Mac show. And we mm -hmm. just appreciate you doing that. Yeah, we would. Mark, you know, there's um a lot going on with the Tokyo Olympics. Yes. Uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of coverage, not many people watching it, but you know, kind of keeping up with it. And there is a story about a Canadian Olympic swimmer, mm -hmm. uh, a Canadian Olympian named Penny Old. Alexiak, I guess. Okay. I don't know what her last name is. I don't want to be disrespectful, but she is like one of the most, uh, she's one of the best of the mm -hmm. best. And, uh, she's competing in Tokyo again. Uh, she's won three medals for Canada already, um, over the last two weeks. She has a total of seven Olympic medals. She's mm. 21 years old. Uh, she is the most decorated Canadian Olympic athlete. Wow. And, uh, I thought that was really cool because, um, she posted something on twitter and it said this i just googled canada's most decorated olympian and my name came up wow i want to thank that teacher in high school who told me to stop swimming to focus on school because oh, swimming wow. wouldn't get me anywhere wow. this is what dreams are made of and um it the reason i point that out mark is you and I have both, as, as have many other people um, that do radio and TV people, uh, film, you know, uh, because so few people actually make a living at it, mm. you know, that many times you are told by responsible adults in your world yeah. that you need to do something else. You need to plan B. You need to do X, Y, Z. Right. And in reality... Um, you're going to, you, you cannot let somebody who failed at their dreams talk you out of yours. Mm. And so you want to listen to advice from people you respect, but you, it is just advice. Yeah. It is not your marching order. You have the right to pursue what it is you want to pursue. True. And there's a, uh, 
I, I seeing that reminded me of another ad on uh, I don't know if it's YouTube or whatever, but it's a, a commercial about dreamers, and um, and it shows different people doing different things. Uh, you know, one guy was sewing a blanket, another was making candles, and it was saying dreamers have a have a different idea of what success is, mm. and it was saying you know just because you have a passion for doing this. And it's not going to develop into a career, you know, financial career doesn't mean you stop doing it. You do it because you love it because you have a passion. And anyway, I I just, I thought about that and I thought how many of these Olympians right now, because you know, it's a, it's a sacrifice. It's not something you woke up last week and said, you know what? I think I'm going to be an Olympian this year. You know, (laughs) it doesn't work like that. Good luck with that. (laughs) Yeah. And there are a lot of other people that are tied up in, you know, this and, the, the thing, thing is people that get really focused on something that's, they're not the most connected people in the world. Mm. Uh, so whenever I see one of these athletes, you know, and they've got their hair all rainbow colors and all that, and they're protesting this or yeah. standing for that. And I'm thinking they've been told to use this platform mm-hmm. because not one of these people has the time outside of what they're doing to actually be involved in any of it, you know? Mm. And so they're basing their protest on what they've been told and what right. they've been told is a lie. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I just thought, you know what? You got to be true to yourself. You need to seek out the truth and it's found in the word of God. And through these things, you'll find how your dream fits into the rest of your life. But Mark, why? Mm. Why would anybody for real not do something that they want to do because somebody else talked them out of it or told them what they should do. Mm. I, it boggles my mind. It really does. Yeah. So, yeah. and I did see another term too. Um, the, the young woman, the Canadian Olympian, she said also in reference to my last tweet, no shade at all towards teachers in general. Mm. My sister is a teacher and I see her inspiring kids every day. Now the reason she had yeah, to post yeah. is because she caught grief, oh, right? Of course. Yes. And so most of my teachers saw the vision and pushed me towards it. That one who constantly dragged me down, though, mm. W-O-A-T, instead of goat, greatest of all time, oh, worst of all worst time. Worst of all time. Yeah, woke. Wow. And yeah. Anyway, yeah. I thought it was interesting that she had to, you know, follow up her first tweet with that because people were attacking her for attacking teachers. Wow. You know, I never thought of it as, I didn't think her first tweet was general. I thought she was mm. talking about one teacher who was dogging her out. Yeah. Because I had that, too. Yeah. I had one. I I had more than one at different times in life, you know. I remember a guy when I was, like, in fifth grade, um, a coach who actually, and I've told you this before, actually were playing baseball. It was an all-star team, and uh, he actually said out loud, if any of you guys think you're going to be able to do anything with this, unless you're six, unless you're going to be six foot two and blah, 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 you're not even going to get a tryout. Wow. And it, because he was, like, five foot 11, you know. Uh-huh. And he actually said this out loud to a group of, you know, fifth graders. Uh-huh. And it's and it took me years to get over that. I thought, well, I'm not going to be that big. Wow. You know, who's, I mean. Who's bitter? Hmm? Yeah, really. I'm, yeah. But that was my thought. And I'm not kidding. It didn't affect me for that day or that week. Or yeah. It affected me for a couple of years. Wow. And yeah, because he failed. He wasn't good enough. Right. You know? And I'm going to tell you what, most people aren't, most people are not good enough to make it to the major leagues. Oh, I know. You see those people on that, on that particular stage and they are the best of the yes. best. Oh, they really are. And These people who are in the Olympics right now, yep. I, I, I was just thinking about gymnasts. I have, oh. we have some dear friends who live down in, uh, in Orlando who one of their daughters decided a few years back, she wanted to be a gymnast. Wow. And she, in, in a matter of a, in two years, she's 
doing uneven parallel bar stuff. She's doing, she's doing amazing things. She's right. still just a kid. Like she's 10 years old. Oh, but, wow. But she's, she's out there doing all this stuff. Right. Wow. And she's asthmatic on top of that. Wow. And when she's pushing herself, she's doing all this stuff. She's making incredible strides. And I'm thinking how many other of those people that you see on the, on doing the floor exercises and doing all of that, the incredible things they do on the, on the bars and the, and the, the vault and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. How many of those, those people started out just barely able to walk when they yeah. were so long and they've literally spent their entire lives doing this, man. And y- you would tell somebody you'll never see your dream. Yeah. Don't tell that to somebody who's been, who's been dreaming about being an Olympic uh, gymnast yeah. since they could, since they could walk a straight line when they were toddlers, right. you know, <laughs> <laughs> and obviously she has talent. We got to go yeah, and make a note exactly, mark yeah. to follow. Yeah. See what happens over the next Absolutely, couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Mm. Anyway. So bottom line, don't let somebody who failed at their dream yeah. talk you out of yours. Life radio.fm. It's the Mark and Mag show. And the, I'm sorry. I'm, the I'm stuck on that. <laughs> well, yeah. we were just talking about before we got started here. We're talking about, I was sharing the story about losing my car in a big parking lot. Yeah. We were at Disney with friends and we walked them to their car. And when they got in their car, I realized I have no, I, I have no idea where my car is. Right. Because it's like acres and acres and acres of parked yeah. cars. And then yeah. you, and you told me about a couple of other times. And, and, and one time you actually tried to put gas in the wrong car. Mark, I didn't try to. I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I actually, <laughs> it was, and it hadn't been that long ago. I'd like to say it was 20 years. No, no, it was, you know, we, when we bought, um, I was out of town. Mm-hmm. Okay. When, um, we had, uh, LaDonna found a car she wanted to buy. And so, yeah. Um, I was like, you know, that's fine. You know, with me, it's, you know, when, so she bought it and it, it's a beautiful car. I love it. Um, but I hadn't really seen it or anything. And so, um, I was in Atlanta and, uh, when Hannah and, uh, Hannah came in and picked me up, I was over there and, uh, working and had been for a week or so. And, um, anyway, I was staying with Tyler at the time, my, my son, Tyler. And so I didn't take a car with me, you know, I was over there working the whole time. And so Hannah came to pick me up. And, um, that was the first time I laid eyes on this car and I'm like, wow, this is nice, you know, yeah. nice big vehicle. And, um, but we needed to get gas. And so we stopped at a place before we got on the interstate and Hannah took Braylon in cause it had like food and stuff on the inside, like a McDonald's or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they went in there and I was, I can't, I went in with them to walk with Bray to go and see about getting something to eat. Yeah. And, um, I went back out to put gas in the car. And, uh, anyway, the long story shorter is I walked back out. I went to what I thought was our car. And so I went ahead and, you know, you, you run your card in there, you know, and boom, uh-huh. you start pumping gas. And so I, I haven't seen this vehicle. Okay. <laughs> the, and so I start looking around. I'm like, Hey, I, I popped the back and I'm like, cause I just put my bag back there mm-hmm. and I'm looking around, just see, check the condition. And I'm like, well, there's a couple of things, you know, little things wrong that we need to fix. Uh-huh. And I was like, I didn't expect LaDonna to pick a car that needed so many things done to it, you know, <laughs> I'm looking around and I get up towards the, the front door and I'm like, wait a minute. There is, 
I don't keep a gun under the front seat of any car, you know, Mark, I look closer and they had the ignition taken apart using a screwdriver. This was a stolen vehicle. Oh no. I'm putting gas in it. <laughs> How kind now, of you. Because I had already put my card in and was just pumping away. Right. So I mean, I stop and I'm like, oh my gosh, you mm. know? So I stop it. I'm like $30 into it now oh. of filling this thing up. And so I go ahead and I stop and I'm like, Okay. First of all, my fingerprints are on this stolen vehicle. You know, it's got to be stolen because nobody in their right mind drives their own vehicle. Like, and by the way, it wasn't, this was a top of the line model vehicle. <laughs> so I'm not kidding, dude. I actually pulled my sleeve down around my hand. And I start oh. wiping all the places I think I touched. There you I go. go inside the store so I can get on camera. You know, I'm thinking <laughs> I'm going to get on camera telling the guy behind the counter, Hey man, I accidentally put gas in this dude's car. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, funny. <laughs> and I go back out, you know, and I'm finding the right vehicle and I <laughs> go to put gas in that one. Now, the thing is, I didn't tell anybody for a year. <laughs> I just told them not long ago, you know, I'm not kidding. I was, <laughs> so now there's a drug dealer with a gun under the seat of his, I'm assuming drug dealer, you know, a car thief. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, car thief gun. I mean, yes, this was. Yeah. So anyway, I just, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, all I can hmm. think of is if this dude gets pulled over, you know, you talk about your probable cause. I mean, <laughs> cops got it right away. <laughs> Needless to say, we got out. I put a little bit of gas in our car. I was like, we got to get to the next station. Man. Let's go. Get in the car and go. LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, you know, we have a number of promos running on the station mm -hmm. about downloading the app. Yes. Um, I will tell you, when I was showing the app to a friend yesterday and it was like, I'm telling you, it really is awesome. And when an engineer who you truly respect right. says, dude, that's awesome, it is. And so download the app. You'll have a lot of fun with the station. Meanwhile, a couple of stories from New Jersey today, um, yeah. which is odd for us because normally, you know, we got a limit. Like one Jersey story, uh, you know, is good for each show if you have yeah. it, you know, yeah. because yeah. there are so many weird things that come out of New Jersey, but they kind of blur together with Pennsylvania and New York. <laughs> so it's very, you know, kind of have an identity crisis, I think. You could fit all three inside the state of Alabama and have room, plenty of room to spare. So, you know, it's Meanwhile, like one place. <laughs> the headline screams, New Jersey parents welcome set of rare identical triplets. You hear about identical twins yes, all the time, but you right. never hear about identical triplets. A that pair, didn't occur to me, by the way, until I saw that. Yeah. I did not know that this was an uncommon thing. Right. A pair of New Jersey parents. They're adjusting to a major change after giving birth to a set of rare identical triplets at a Pennsylvania hospital. Parents Mark Bodrog and Gabriella Mosquera of Gloucester Township. See, I got that right this time. Said uh, multiples run in, in the mother's family, but they were shocked when the doctors told them they were expecting identical triplet girls. Wow. Mr. Balrog said, I kind of walked in circles for about 20 minutes. I mean, what do you do when you hear the uh, triplets? <laughs> <laughs> Doctors told the parents they were dealing with a highly unusual situation. Uh, Balrog said, uh, Bodrog said, they're from the same egg, sharing the same placenta with, this, with three separate amniotic sacs. It's so rare, wow. there are hardly any case studies on it. The wow. hospital of the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia stepped in and offered to provide prenatal and delivery care. 
Uh, wow. They said, you guys are coming here. We want you to do this pregnancy. It is so rare, highly, highly risky. Estimates vary, but the odds of having identical triplets have been said by medical experts to be between 1 in 60,000 and 1 in 200 million. Wow. Well, that's a big spread. Yeah. Um, triplets Anastasia, Olivia, and Nadia were born on July 8th at 34 weeks and 5 days. Each baby weighed just over 5 pounds. The triplets are now at home with their parents and two older sisters. The parents said the hospital asked them to remain in touch so doctors could conduct research on the lives of their triplets. Wow. So not only, not only did they have triplets, now they have five kids. Yeah, really? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, okay, my little brothers were mirror twins um, where they were not identical, mm -hmm. but they did look a lot alike. Okay. okay yeah. And they're, if you don't know them, they're a little difficult to tell apart, but one's right-handed, the other's left-handed. Mm. And the thing is that I, I don't know enough about the, you know, identical thing, but I do know that, you know, you've got twins that do look the same if you don't know them. Mm. And then after you know them, I mean, my uh, nieces are twins and LaDonna, you know, she's like Aaron and Karen. It's no big deal to her. She yeah. knows, yeah. you know, from the get go, yeah. me, I, I, I still look at them. <laughs> Which go, one are uh, you? <laughs> yeah. Where do you live? Cause I can do it. You know, <laughs> anyway, can you imagine those three children that all look the same? Yeah. And do you, I mean, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but I would think may, you wouldn't want to use ink, but maybe henna <laughs> put a number on there, you know, somewhere. I mean, <laughs> you're just hoping for those childhood injuries so you can tell them apart by the scars, you know, thing one, thing two, thing three. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You'll see them at a theme park with those shirts on before long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm with stupid. <laughs> Any other ones with I'm with stupider? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show mark's been actually doing some computer work this morning while we've been doing the show and i mean it's not like you're over there chiming away at it it's just i know what you're doing and yeah. you know what it made me think of what do you if you remember back in the day um we had at the station at our studio when we were in homewood back in the day yeah it we had the um high-speed internet at work hmm. and um you were the one that pushed for it you were like you have no idea what this could mean you know and I didn't know because I had dial up at home, you know, mm. using a phone line yeah. and you get used to certain things that take time and it, you know, unless you know better, it's not a big deal. But when we got high speed at work, mm. all of a sudden I, I didn't even get online at home. You yeah. know, I just, no, cause that's not, <laughs> not you can't not with dial up. No. <laughs> right. But what made me think about this is while you're doing your computer thing, do you remember when we would go online, there was a website called half.com. Mm. And it had like computer stuff and other electronics, but computers in particular, and they were at cheap prices. Yeah, I remember. You, you could buy things and kind of piece together your own computer. You know, you you wouldn't buy a whole complete one. You would buy, uh, you Arts. know, yeah, yeah and uh, you could build your computer online by upgrading along the way. And I remember, <laughs> oh my goodness, I was building, I, I wanted a computer for my youth group. Um, and I mean, shows you how long ago this was that John Walden, who now um, has been running a Christian you know, radio station for years, yeah. uh, he was in my youth group. And I wanted to have praise and worship you know, on the computer so that it would segue between so we could just worship together you know, 
And anyway, I needed a bigger hard drive than what I had. Yeah. And at the time, <laughs> I found a 40 gig hard drive, Mark. 40 gigs. Oh, my goodness. You know. <laughs> online wow. it was just yeah wow and i'm i'm just what i'm you were talk, referring to the computer work is i'm yeah. transferring files from a two terabyte hard drive right. to a four terabyte hard drive there you go and i was <laughs> like yeah a 40 gig sounds yeah, like 40 gig what? yeah it's like and that was it now you can you can put a 40 gig hard drive with this thing was big now you can put it on one of those little sim cards that goes into your phone you know it's yeah. like yeah or anyway anyway it's just funny how that's changed, but half.com went away. I loved that website though. Hmm. It was really cool. Yeah. And you know, it was bought out by somebody else who basically, Hey man, this is good, but it's kind of a competitor. So let's buy it and shut it down. Right. And that's what they did. Yeah. Pretty and much. Anyway. And after that, funny. after that, I bought a Mac and then and oh, I, yeah. you can't get anything cheap for a Mac. <laughs> you just well, can't. <laughs> but you know what? And I am not, not those of us who are PC people, cause that's mm. what we learned on. Um, I will tell you that I have seen the world from both sides mm. and the Mac products tend to be better. Yeah. If you, I'm not for a computer person. I mean, if you're a real computer guy or a girl, Oh, if you're, um, yeah, if you're a computer nerd, go PC. You really yeah, do whatever you want. Right. Yeah. But it, for those of us who really opened the box and wanted to work, uh, the Mac products yeah. are just, they, to me, they seem better. Yeah. They are more expensive, but it's closed in. It's just, here it is. Whereas yeah. a, you know, with a PC, you you got some work you have to do. But yeah. anyway, I digress. I, My whole point was, I remember getting on Half.com and being so excited about what you could buy there. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was so cheap. And I'm like, mm -hmm. why can't we have that? Is there a new Half.com anywhere, Mark? I don't know. I I bought um, everything I needed to build a PC, I guess, about a year ago. Right. Because I built a PC because the, the main Mac that I was using was, was literally... <gasps> Yeah. I'm not long for this world. You know, it's about to die. It just won't, it won't do the, do the job I needed anymore. And I knew how much money it was going to cost to replace right. it with the same thing. And I was able to build a PC, a screaming yeah. fast PC for about a third of what it would cost me to buy the Mac to do the same yeah. job. And uh, since there is a, there are nerds everywhere who find ways to do everything it's sitting over it's sitting hmm. in my studio at home it's sitting uh on a on a desk running the mac operating system and it's there a pc go. so yeah uh, and before about a third yeah but, and that's the thing anyway i just what was making me think about it though is just knowing what you're doing this morning and seeing how things have oh, changed gosh. you're talking about terabytes and it's like you know in um it was oceans 13 you know where they were talking about they were talking to one of the criminals and he was talking about it that this computer does things in exabytes and terabytes. Mm. And it was like, really? Now you're talking, you may as well, it's like little kids, I'll bet you three gajillion dollars, you know. You're making kind of this thing. stuff up. Yeah, that's all it is. You're like, no. I told you, you remember, I remember when, and you're going to go back further than this, but I remember buying a hard drive, uh, buying a computer with a hard drive, brand new computer, 1.2 oh, gigabyte I hard drive. This. I remember that. You'll never run out of space. Yep. <laughs> it was a standard, it was a standard late nineties computer, 1.2 gigabyte. That was the standard. And if you, I, what's really cool is I remember that when we were buying that first new one, LaDonna was like, look, we need to get a really good printer because the kids are going to need it for school. Mm -hmm. And that's what we were doing. We were buying a family computer, you right. know, and it was a big expense. We're talking, you know, it was just under three grand to buy all the bells and whistles. Mm. 
And it was, again, a 1.2 gigabyte wow. hard drive. And that guy, I'll never forget him saying, you know, Dave, you buy this and you really don't have to worry. You know, the kids will get all the way through school yeah. and you won't have to do. If you go with this other more inexpensive thing, you're going to have to upgrade later on. It's mm. going to be expensive. 1.2 <laughs> gigabyte. I got programs now that are bigger than 1.2 gigabytes, you know. It's like <laughs> something changed, man. Yeah, something did change. Wow. It's just. Like I said, it just it's funny how things have grown and you know, we'll complain about speed and things like that. We just mm -hmm. we really are in the habit of taking things for granted. Yeah, we really are. Quiet reflection might not be a bad thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Just to kind of look back and remember the days when you didn't you didn't have movies on your hard drive that you were sitting yeah. there moving. I don't know if I need this one because yeah. I can watch it online. I mean, I'm yeah. watching movies on my phone, Mark. Yeah. It's like, and, and you know, it's what I've digitized my, my DVDs and Blu-rays and all this stuff. And they're all on hard drives. So I can, just, <laughs> I can just pull them up, you know, so it just bang, it just pulls up on a, on a media program I've got. And I'm just like, and I ran out of space, which is, you know, and you were you thinking, had two you were terabytes and you ran out of space. I did. And you were talking about a 1.2 gigabyte hard right. drive. I got movies bigger than that. You right. Know? right. I know <laughs> I got that's movies that are four gigabytes and, more, and bigger, you know? So, and imagine <laughs> if this is how much it's changed. Yeah. How much more? I mean, think about mm -hmm. 20 years from oh, now, no, 20, five, Ten, five yeah. years from now, it's changing oh. so fast wow. now. I mean, the phone that you, that you bought five years ago is just a mere shadow of the phone you can buy today. That should oh. tell you a lot. Life radio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And just to be straightforward with you, Mark <laughs> sent me a story oh, that no. says bear, runs into tennessee restaurant now that sounds like the setup for a joke okay <laughs> a bear a kangaroo and a squirrel or you know <laughs> a preacher a policeman and a judge we're all sitting in a restaurant when a bear walks in you know but a bear wandering on a sidewalk in a tennessee city drew a crowd of onlookers when it decided it would go into this open door of a restaurant Casey, Fall, Casey Falling Myers, a South Carolinian, visiting Gatlinburg with her family. It happened in everybody in our area knows Gatlinburg. Really? Uh, she captured video of pedestrians flocking to the windows of Crawdaddy's Restaurant and Oyster Bar after a bear ran inside. Wow. She said, can you imagine sitting in the restaurant and a bear coming in? <laughs> she also captured photos of the bear wandering on the sidewalk outside of Crawdaddy's and getting within arm's reach of several pedestrians. An employee at Crawdaddy said, I think they use the name of the restaurant several times just because they, they're getting yeah. something back from it. Said the Dude, bear. <laughs> smart plug. The yes. manager's like, the owner, hey, no matter what, That's right, you your first name is now Crawdaddy's. <laughs> said the bear entered through the front door and ran up a staircase and then turned around and left. The Tennessee <laughs> Wildlife Resource Agency said bears are a common sighting gatlinburg offered advice on for steering clear of the wild animals they said that bears typically won't act aggressively towards humans but people should always keep a safe distance from them um a guy named joseph deal he was visiting gatlinburg with friends in late july shared a video showing him releasing a bear that had managed to close itself mm. inside his car i saw one like that i think yeah. i saw that one actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've been there a bunch you ever seen a wild bear uh, yeah, I've seen bears. Really? Yeah. It's not something you see a lot, but, mm -hmm. but you do see bears from time to time, but, uh, I, a bear no, wandering into a restaurant. That, yeah. Mark mentioned, you know, that from our area, Gatlinburg is a fairly common 
Oh yeah. Uh, destination, you know, and for years then Mark, you know, working with Scott Dawson, but we did, uh, you know, Dawson, uh, evangelistic association did events up in Gatlinburg pigeon forge area for right. years and yeah. still does, I guess. Right. Yeah, they do. Every winter they have a winter okay. conference. Uh, they have one in December and then one, uh, in uh, January, the Mar- uh, mm-hmm. Martin Luther King right. weekend, and they have they have like ten thousand students from around, yeah. all over the southeast to come up there. Yeah. It's really cool. But Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, they are a destination for many of us. Yeah, uh, good looking for a mountain vacation. The really thing is. is, having been there, <clears throat> there is when you're going from Pigeon Forge to Gatlinburg, they're not like side by side. No, I mean, there's there's no. little distance in between, but there is. Um, it's a rest area where you can, you know, take the scenic route around Gatlinburg. Oh yeah. Uh, you, you're given that choice to go straight through Gatlinburg, which is cool or go around. Mm-hmm. And when you go around, there is this rest area. And by the way, if you've never been, I'm going to encourage you to do this. Oh yeah. You're going Dave, really? I've seen bathrooms before. Mm-hmm. I know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. This rest area has like a mini museum of the area and the wildlife mm-hmm. on the inside. And, I'm going to tell you, man, they have animals, uh, wildlife that are indigenous to this area of the United States of America that if I found one, I would think I just hit the lottery because this is a prehistoric animal. And I'm, you know, I'm not kidding. They have things like that that they show you. And it freaked me out. I just I had no idea. It was the most amazing thing that of all the things in Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge to do. That's the one I look forward to going back and doing again. Yeah. It was that cool. And that bypass drive has got some of the best views. Oh yeah. Oh man. The views over the Valley and looking down into uh, Gatlinburg and the, and uh, the mountains behind it and everything. There's some beautiful views on that bypass. So it's not just, I think we did that for, I think the family did, we did that for New Year's Eve one time and went up, you know, um, on the bypass and actually saw the fireworks going off. Yeah. And it was just, you're right. It's not a, uh, it's a very, very cool thing to do. It is. And, but, you know, you go to the mountains, you're, you're supposed to go up there to slow down a little bit, not mm. to fight traffic and everything else by That's going true. to stores. Yeah. So, you know? and the thing is that if you, if you want to go to Gatlinburg and avoid the crowds, don't go on the weekends, go drive up on a Monday and, yeah. and make your trip during the week because the weekends are when, or when it packs up, it doesn't matter what time right. of the year it is and the weekends, that's when it packs mm-hmm. up. So go during the week. Jane and I used to go up there every year. We were on staff at a church, and we, our church had a staff retreat in Gatlinburg every year. And then they would open it up to anybody in the church who wanted to come for the weekend. But we would go up and just spend time together and, and reconnect and, and you know, lift each other yeah. up and share vision and stuff like that during the week. And uh, then everybody else would come in for the weekend. But during the week, man— it, if you're in your thirties or forties on a church staff during the week in Gatlinburg, you're the youngest person in town. (laughs) Life radio.fm the Mark and Mac show. And by the way, all day long, great Christian music back to back. Um, you'll have a lot of fun. Just give it a shot. And I'm telling you, you will be in a better mood. I was telling Mark earlier, doing some stuff yesterday i ended up listening a lot to our app and some other things Mm -hmm. and it just it just made everything better that's all i can tell you it made everything better all right meanwhile back at the ranch a woman is facing a felony charge for forgetting to return something now we get these a couple of times a a month now of 
you know, it used to be library books back in the day. It ain't library books. Oh, Ever since the yeah. Big Bang Theory had that episode where Leonard forgot to return Mario Brothers movie <laughs> and uh, Sheldon knew it and just kind of dorked him along, you know? Uh, yeah. And there you go. <laughs> well, a woman in Texas got a nasty shock while trying to update her married name. She was a criminal, she found out, for a crime she didn't even remember committing. In fact, she was guilty of a crime most people of a certain age have probably committed. 20 years ago, she forgot to return a VHS tape. 52-year-old Karen McBride made the discovery during a trip to the DMV. The former Oklahoma resident had moved to Texas and gotten married and needed to update her information. She says, I went to change my driver's license during this COVID thing. You had to make an appointment. They told me that I had an issue in Oklahoma. And McBride was mystified. She called the number that the DMV had provided and was connected to the Cleveland County District Attorney's Office. During that conversation, she was floored to learn she was a wanted felon. She says the first thing she told me was felony embezzlement. So I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Then she learned what crime she'd committed. She says she told me it was over the VHS tape and i had to make her repeat it because i thought this is insane this girl's kidding me right she wasn't kidding in 1999 someone had rented a copy of sabrina the teenage witch in mcbride's name from an oklahoma video store called movie place when no one returned the vhs cassette charges were filed according to court documents mcbride was charged in march of 2000 for felony embezzlement of rented property the charges stated that mcbride quote did willfully unlawfully and feloniously embezzle a certain one video cassette tape sabrina the teenage witch of the value of 58 dollars and 59 cents wow mcbride that's crime right there yeah, that's it uh, mcbride was stunned not only did she not remember ever renting the vhs cassette but she didn't even like sabrina the teenage witch she says, I've never watched that show in my entire life. Just not my cup of tea. Meanwhile, I'm a wanted felon for a VHS tape. I mean, I didn't try to deceive anyone over Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I swear. As she absorbed the so shocking news, it dawned on her how such a thing could have happened. In 1999, she had a roommate. Mm -hmm. She said, I lived with a young man. This was over 20 years ago. He had two kids, daughters that were 8, 10, or 11 years old, and I'm thinking he went and got it and didn't take it back or something. Mm -hmm. the, in fact, the more McBride thought about it, the more other parts of her life seemed to suddenly make sense. In, since 1999, she'd been fired from a handful of jobs. Her employers never gave her a reason. Now she thinks that her criminal background <laughs> oh, is why. No. Yeah. When they ran my criminal background check, and there's the, all they're seeing is those two words, felony embezzlement. Wow. Unfortunately, it seems McBride won't be a felon for much longer. The Cleveland County District Attorney's Office announced that they would dismiss the case against her. However, McBride is, still needs some legal intervention to have the felony charges cleared from her record. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You would. Man. <laughs> There's so much wrong with this. I know. To start with, they're charging her like 59 bucks for a VHS tape. That's the first thing. <laughs> That's your felony. That's you know? the felony right there. Wow. Something's <laughs> got to be done to fix that problem, man. That's just yikes. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac Show, where every day, every day, we find something that makes both of us go, you gotta be kidding me. Every day, Mark. I finally realized it because 
it, this is it. This story is the one where we go, you know what? This is it. We have, we have hit the end. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. We have hit the line of society where you no longer have common sense or dignity or anything else. You just throw it all out. Right. Let's just be me, 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 my, my, my. Really? Are you kidding me? Yep. Here we go. A woman needs a reality check, Mark. Yes, she does. A woman has been slammed and told she needs a reality check after she shared a demanding birthday wish list online and it includes some massive gift ideas she shared the list ahead of her 25th birthday saying that instead of advising her friends about what not to get her she told them exactly what she wanted first of 25 mark 25 yes first up a 250 dollars sennheiser microphone then a performing slot at a music event then a venue booking her own event amongst other things a screenshot of the list of demands has been circulating on the internet and was shared on reddit where it was blasted by users who said the woman's list was too demanding and i've got the whole thing here it starts off by saying 25 days to my birthday you guys know this post was definitely coming this year i've conquered so much more than i initially thought i could from my music to filmmaking to my job to my spirituality and self i'm not a perfect human but mama has taken the time to mold and craft her mentality into positivity and love so this year i'm not gonna list what chocolate not to get me or my shoe size, but if you add that on top of this list, I wouldn't be mad. This year, wow! I want, first, a Sennheiser Evolution E945 dynamic vocal microphone, gold-plated with pink di- uh, diamantes, and I will marry you. Full access to all classes in Apple's master class, a performing slot at GTM or Spilt Milk, the COVID willing, vocal training classes, not too fussed on how many classes, a Secure venue for my EP release. Doesn't have to be too fancy, but somewhere accessible, and my friends and I can scream at the top of our lungs. Logic software, that's that's audio editing software, the paid version. Uh, computer desktop with at least 32 gigabytes of RAM, 30 to 50-inch monitor, uh, costume, neon, neon lights, uh, <laughs> and wow. such. Yeah, um, uh, Godox strobe lights, three of them, and a Sony 1.4 50-millimeter lens. And last but not least, to love yourself so you all know this fabulous queen deserves a fabulous gift so don't be shy don't let my list uh, limit you go crazy what? <laughs> this has got to be a joke mark <laughs> really can it's real <laughs> it has to be real when you think about the bridezilla stories we've had yeah with the, the the demands this kind of person this kind of person is what eventually becomes the bridezilla mm. mm-hmm but I <laughs> wow uh huh wow I I'm blown away my music to filmmaking to my job so this is a person who believes they're a super talent they they're 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 a fancy they're an incredible musician and they're a filmmaker that pretty much means they've got a camera that shoots video you know mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. nowadays that's what that means they're they they believe themselves to be a YouTube sensation when you right. know, they've got 15 followers or something like that. You know, They're one of the people I, I looked at some of the, the comments and one said, um, this is the most astounding case of unwarranted self-importance I've ever seen. <laughs> another one wrote, another one wrote, she's one of those people you keep on your friends list just because they are a train wreck, but avoid in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I like the one that says I can send her a reality check, but I'm out of those. <laughs> wow i'm mark 
I am boggled by this to think <laughs> that at 25, mm-hmm. you're acting like a six-year-old? Yeah. I mean, that, you know, I don't celebrate my birthday anyway, which is tough enough. Mm. But really, th- this is beyond the pale. It if she hadn't been spe- so specific about what she wanted and why. And it's mm-hmm. like, if you're 25 and you're still living in this delusional world, mm-hmm. Um, we, at 25, if we haven't heard of you and most of the things she's claiming that she's, you know, make, no, you're, you're past it. Your prime left you five years ago, dear. Mm-hmm. If you're not already somebody's best friend or the lead on a couple of my goodness, a YouTube series, you know, if you're not the lead on one of those by now, your career is pretty much deflated. So mm. take you and your ego and there you go. And <laughs> bless her heart. I am boggled, man. Yep. I really am. Yep. Bless her what heart. Are, this kind of want to meet her parents though. Well, this is what, uh, I think this is what social media has produced <laughs> this kind of person. So I blame Twitter and Facebook, <laughs> but can it be real? I mean, is she going to turn around and say, I was just kidding. And then everybody else is going to go, well, last year you demanded this, and, you know, that would be kind of cool. She actually said, she actually said, well, this year I'm not going to tell you which kind of chocolate not to buy. Wow. So, so she does this every year, just not this big. Okay. Time for some research. Uh-huh. I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. Mark, back in the early 80s, the Go-Go's were a kind of new wave, punk, whatever, rock band. And Mm -hmm. they had an album, their breakthrough was called Beauty and the Beat. Oh, okay. I always thought it was a neat play on words, you know, Beauty and the Beat. But then, all these years later, I see a UK mom has actually created her own uh, theory (laughs) about Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. But the reason I wanted to put Beauty and the Beat out there is I'm hoping that you will end up with an earworm of our lips are sealed. That's what I'm hoping. Or we got the beat. That's what I want in your head today, Mark. Really? I'm just cramming. I'm trying to. <laughs> you're a little while ago. You're the one singing the, 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 the in my, oh. in my headphones. I hear this really under his breath. He's singing a tune from Greece. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sick, man. I need, I need therapy. I mean, lots of you it. You need dude. a therapy or. Yeah. Ah! Okay, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm going to have red wigglers. Yes, in my, uh, I have succeeded. <laughs> well, everybody knows about Beauty and the Beast. It's a classic Disney flick. It's beloved by many. And fans are often split over whether they prefer that 1991 original, you know, the, the hand-drawn cartoon, or the epic live-action adve- live remake starring Emma uh, Watson. Um, hey. <laughs> It had the classic Disney storyline, a bunch of enchanted objects, a beautiful heroine, a complicated villain, and, of course, some brilliant songs. I would also add a missing parent, (laughs) because if you think about it, uh, Belle's dad was there, but there was no mom. And that's, you stop and think about all the Disney films, all of these stories, either one or both of the parents are missing. They're tragically missing. Just go through it to think about it. But one UK mom's appraisal of the film has left people in stitches after she said the flick should have ended with the main characters being arrested. Hmm. Lulu, that's her name, went viral after her, uh, her son, Ollie, 
recorded her reaction to the film, which a lot of folks agreed with after it was shared on Twitter. In it, she explained, I don't like Beauty and the Beast because she falls in love with a kidnapper, and then the <laughs> kidnapper is a dog, and then they yeah. kiss. They should go to jail. <laughs> her son Ollie can be heard breaking down in hysterics at her, at her theory while she looks pretty convinced. The video, video racked up millions of views, leaving people in stitches uh, over her blunt view. One viewer wrote, Beauty and the Beast ain't nothing but romanticized Stockholm Syndrome. There you go. <laughs> Somebody else said, fairy tales are just horror stories dressed up in glitter. Another said, my mom never let me watch this growing up. She said, we didn't fall in love with animals. Wow. <laughs> and another said, I have a new fresh perspective on the film. This is hilarious. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mark. I think it's time for me to start doing these reaction videos. You know? <laughs> LaDonna saves certain shows to watch for do, do the two tons of fun show we like to watch. Right. Yeah. She doesn't want to watch it without me. She goes, I got to hear your commentary. So oh, there we go. That's what we got to do. You I, have to set a GoPro up on the coffee table just to get yep. you to watching the movie. You there you to. go. <laughs> I will give you the truth on each one of these things because it's there. <laughs> you just didn't think about it. Here you've got bestiality. Oh, Boom. Yeah. I blew that out of the water. Oh, I've oh never even seen it because of that. Oh, you my. know why? I didn't want to see Beauty and the Beast, the cartoon version, mm-hmm. when I found out Robbie Benson was the beast. <laughs> He was he was the most soft kid of the seventies, you know. Robbie Benson, he's the beast. I remember thinking, wait, Robbie Benson? Yeah. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. As we try to find some stories that make you go, this is just wrong. <laughs> now. The headline screams German man. By the way, yeah. in Germany, uh, this week, they have announced the trial of a 100-year-old uh, former Nazi mm. uh, camp guard. Mm. Um, the, uh, uh, like, it wasn't Auschwitz. Um, right. Krakow. I'm trying to remember which one it was. But right. anyway, he was one of those guards. He's 100 years old now. Got away with it all these years. They're putting mm. him on trial. Wow. So anyway, wow. when I, uh, yeah, I, I saw that the other day. I meant to ask you if you'd seen it. Yeah, I have seen it. And, it okay. and, and yeah, they take it very seriously. They should. You yes, know what? They should. There are certain things that justice delayed is sometimes justice denied. Mm-hmm. When you make it to 100 years old and you got away with something for this long, yeah. it is justice denied. But yeah. it should be at least, and I mean this, at least a warning to those today that fail to recognize how evil this was back in the 40s you know yeah. in the 30s and 40s and how easy it is for people to get turned on their end by an uh, by a good speaker you know mm-hmm. yeah. so anyway i i'm hoping uh that not just the german people but people of all ages and backgrounds will actually pay attention and let's look at this guy he got away with it since 19 since the end of the war mm-hmm. he has escaped yep. being punished for the torture and terror that he brought upon people yeah. based on orders. Anyway. Yeah. And and those orders coming from uh, essentially a government that lied to the people for a long time to get them to agree to putting them in power. And then, bang, what happens? Yeah. Well, let's get into this. The People collecting stuff. It's not unusual for people, people to collect things uh, as a hobby. Some people collect artwork. Others collect stamps. <laughs> we all remember Beanie Babies. Uh, some choice of collections can land you in some trouble with the law, though, like an 84-year-old German man 
who was convicted of illegally possessing a World War II tank and other weapons. Um, On Tuesday, a sitting court in the city of of Kiel ruled that the octogenarian was required to part with his prized Panther model tank. Along (laughs) with having a tank, the man was also convicted of illegally possessing an anti-aircraft gun a flak <laughs> cannon, and other military equipment from the World War II era. Wow. He received a suspended sentence and was ordered to pay a fine of $297,000. Wow. According to the ruling, the man whose name was withheld in accordance with German privacy law must either donate or sell his tank and anti-aircraft cannon to a collector or a museum within the next two years. He was also handed a suspended prison sentence of 14 months. The weapons seized from him include a torpedo, an 8.8-centimeter caliber uh, um, anti-aircraft gun, assault rifles, a mortar, and over a 1,000 rounds of ammunition. Wow. Well, this just sounds like a guy's basement in Texas. Uh, the, (laughs) The illegal military arsenal was discovered in the summer of 2015 by the German authorities who were investigating black market Nazi era art. During such a raid at the collector's storage facility in his basement in northern Germany, he had all this stuff in his basement. Mm. The weapons were stumbled upon at the, uh, during that inspection. No Nazi area era artwork was found. However, the raid turned into a two day operation. About twenty soldiers worked for around nine hours to move the tank that weighs over forty tons. My goodness. Yeah, the man is said to have flaunted his weapons collection, too. He even used the tank as a snowplow during bad weather. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. And, you know, the part that bothers me about it, and and this is Germany, of course, but in the United States where our Second Amendment is so, uh, the media allows it to get chewed up and spit Mm, out. But I believe the Second Amendment creates an opportunity for you and I to own tanks and things if we want. Sure. I I believe and I know I'm stretching it, but I do believe that the American people have the right to own whatever they can afford when it comes to military hardware. Yeah, because the Second Amendment isn't about hunting. It's not even about protecting oneself or family. Right. Or your it it is about our ability to wage war with a government that's gone out of control. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. And so I think that if I can afford it, I should be able to have a tank. Um, I should have everything. And I'd like to be able to. Boy, it'd be fun raising money for that, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, you know, you, <laughs> I, I, you know, since you brought it up, that we should be able to own pretty much anything that because it's it really is it's constitutionally protected. Um, I encourage you to to go today to my GoFundMe um, <laughs> to because it, it's at buymarkacruisemissile dot com. Just to, <laughs> hey, I'm a collector. I'm with you. Got no problem with the boss. I just, the thing is, the minute you get these things, you may as well be ordering um, enriched uranium from Chad, you know, and I'm not talking about your old pal from fourth grade, you know, they're coming after you, Gator. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kill this. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings on liferadio.fm.